Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook podcast. And today we're starting a new series on anxiety. And I wanted to start out by identifying, defining anxiety. I've learned with the Social Mind Center and my podcast that many parents know a little bit about everything, a little bit about what anxiety may be, but some of these issues and skills are very broad and cover many components and aspects. So it's important to really spend some time defining things. And first, I want to tell you a little bit about the Different Skill Notebook in case this is your first time joining the podcast. The Different Skill Notebook is an equipping tool that I created. I'm the owner and director of the Social Mind Center alongside Dr. Sandra Savinelli. And we've been in business for almost 10 years. And we specialize in teaching children social, emotional, thinking, and behavioral skills to build social competency. So the Different Skill Notebook is an equipping tool that provides strategies for families, parents, and family members and educators to build social, emotional thinking and behavioral skills for social competency. And the end result we hope in building these skills is self-sufficient and a balanced life, which is something I think we want for all our kids. So we're gonna start a series this month on taming the anxiety monster. And when I saw this uh, picture, I thought it was perfect because I think that anxiety can be like a monster in the closet that can just pop out all of a sudden. And it's something that's been building up. And all of a sudden, it's this situation that's taking over your life, very much like Monsters Inc., the monsters in the closet that come out at night, right? And interesting enough, um, anxiety is a monster that can get worse at night for many children. And so I wanted to really define what anxiety is, define the levels of anxiety, and then discuss with you some strategies to monitor the anxiety, to look for a pattern, right? So then you can have more effective calming strategies because if you identify the level, the pattern, the level of anxiety, the frequency and the pattern, it's easier to then find matching calming strategies and coping strategies, which is the anecdote to anxiety. So anxiety is an emotion that can be characterized by an inner state of turmoil accompanied by a nervous behavior. And I think we've all experienced anxiety before, but again, there's different levels of it and we all experience it differently and we all feel differently. So we wanna be mindful of that. So. But anxiety is a worry, a nervousness, an unease. And the signs of the anxiety are restlessness, which is so important for children, right? You can see that they can't seem to calm themselves. Their nervous, tense sense of danger, panic, doom, increased heart rate, breathing rapidly, sweating, trembling, weak, tired, trouble concentrating or thinking. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. And any other 
present worry, trouble, sleeping, gastrointestinal problems. I mean, uh, problems with their stomach can, can in itself cause anxiety. The anecdote to anxiety is coping. But today we're just going to stay on what is anxiety because coping strategies and calming strategies is a whole separate session. But just so that you know, the opposite of anxiety is coping. And coping skills are such an important skill that we want all our children to have because as we've seen with the COVID pandemic over the last year, there have been so many things that have been outside of our control. And the lower your coping skills, the higher your stress, the higher your anxiety. So in order to combat anxiety, we have to have coping skills and children have to have coping skills. And sometimes as parents, we can very easily try really hard to make it comfortable for our kids because we don't want them to be uncomfortable. But the reality is that being uncomfortable and learning to cope with it is a very big life skill that is very necessary for success. I love this picture because, you know, there's a picture of someone's head and all these little pieces of paper thrown over the head. And it's, that's what anxiety can be for some people. It can, can be lack of clarity, lack of focus, lack of thinking clearly fogginess. I myself have been experiencing a lot of anxiety over the last year and it's a physiological anxiety. It's due to uh, menopause and changes in my body and it's not something I can control. So I have personally been impacted by anxiety tremendously and I think this has helped me to be way more considerate and compassionate towards our clients, my kids who are impacted by anxiety. My Both of my kids have tons of anxiety and uh, my daughter in particular, that's been one of her things that she's had to learn to really focus on coping so it doesn't disrupt her life. So I wanted to show you the different levels of anxiety. You know, there's mild levels of anxiety where they're the situational and when experiencing everyday social situations, a new job interview, a test, right? It's normal to feel anxious it kind of helps us to get prepared for the situation sometimes and make us more alert. There's moderate where you focus on stressful situations, avoiding the task in front of you. Maybe you're dealing with something difficult and you're trying to avoid it. And you can see the increased rate, sweating and stomach pain, having to do something, maybe having to publicly speak. That seems to be a, a fearful situation for some some people having to perform in front of others. Then there's severe and panic level. Mm, severe anxiety is completely disruptive to your daily life. It is really causing you an inability to manage your life effectively. It's a huge barrier as well as panic level anxiety. Panic level anxiety can almost seem like a heart attack. And you'll hear many people say that they've gone to the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack. And in reality, it's a panic attack. And anxiety has definitely always been around, very common now with the pandemic becoming increasingly more popular with young adults and children uh, versus prior, the rates of anxiety and anxiety disorders, meaning that you have a disorder means that you have very frequent and intense levels of anxiety every day. And they're a huge part of your daily living, which is not healthy, right? So there's a lot of kids dealing with that. And 
it is not, obviously it's not a good thing. And it's led our kids to seek calming strategies that are probably not as healthy. That's the other main thing about acknowledging the anxiety, tracking the anxiety, finding a pattern for the anxiety, and then finding suitable coping strategies and calming strategies. Because if not, it's easy to resort to alcohol. It's easy to resort to drugs. It's easy to resort to self-destructive behavior because anxiety can be very painful, very disruptive, um, and very difficult for some, for some people, for all people to deal with. So it's not something that should be ignored. So I think in this episode, I just want to raise the awareness of the importance of paying attention to this happening in your child's life. And if you see these changes where you see that they're experiencing anxiety very frequently and that you see that their behavior is changing, you see acting out and you wanna more pay attention to what are the signs that they're showing? Are they physical? Or are they more silent about it? That's the thing. Anxiety can be a silent monster. A child can be horribly anxious and you may not always see stomach problems. You may not always see that they're not able to sleep. You may just see that they're extremely tired all the time, right? So what's the outcome? What, what is it impacting? What does it look like on a scale of one to 10? And where is it happening at? Is it at school? How frequent and how intensely is this disrupting their schoolwork? Is it disrupting their relationships? Is it disrupting your home life? So you want to gauge the frequency, intensity, and the symptoms of it. Is it affecting sleep? Is it affecting the ability to communicate? It can impact all aspects of your child's life. And it can kind of creep in slowly and slightly. Right. So once you start to notice it, you might want to embrace that it's might have been going on for a bit and you're just seeing the signs of it. So then the next most important thing is where is there a pattern? Is there a pattern on when it happens? Is there a pattern of the frequency, time of day, frequency at certain times, certain events, certain situations? Right. What are the physical signs? And what's the negative outcome? And what are some possible triggers? What happens before? What happens after? You know, their anxiety episodes. And these are some things that you need to do to help your child map it out. Because sometimes I can tell you for myself, it's taken me about a whole year to map out the sources of my anxiety, what is impacting it. For me, it's it's biological, physiological, but also how does that impact my life? So sometimes it takes a little bit of recognizance and investigation to get down to what's happening. And then the end goal in this is to find the right calming strategies to deal with the anxiety that are effective. And there's varying calming strategies depending on your level of anxiety. If there's a very high consistent level of anxiety, panic attacks, and that's disrupting life and your child's functioning, I, I would really go to, was there a recent event in their life that you may be unaware of 
that is causing them this level of stress and anxiety. And you need to kind of investigate that. But also when you're at very high levels of anxiety or panic, it's time to seek a professional. It's time to be guided in what are some treatments or strategies to unravel this mindset and whatever's going on in your child's life. And you might need help with that because you might be really stressed out about it and unable to have the calm state of mind that you need to help your child. So that's why you might need to bring someone else into it. And there might be the possibility of medication. And we'll definitely talk about that in our next episode. If you want the blog post on this episode, um, it's available through the podcast, but in the video, you can you can see the slides, but there's also all the details written out on our blog, which is socialmindcenter.com, www.socialmindcenter.com. We have a parent connection blog and there's a different skill notebook in there and our podcast is in there. And I will be putting this video on there, but there's also already an article in there that has all these worksheets for you to review and kind of um, examine more closely. And if you need to contact me to ask me any questions, you can contact me through the website. Just simply press the contact button and it will come, an email will come directly to me with your message and your contact information. I hope that this episode was helpful and I look forward to explaining coping strategies and the anecdote to anxiety in our next episode. Thank you so much for your time and I will see you soon.